0: I'll never forget the first time I saw my guy wearing a nicotine patch and I was like guy what's on your body what's that and I was just like bro it's hard to explain but I'm tired I was like tired of it and I saw he was ashamed to explain but after so much persuasion he was able to open up and I saw how he had become a slave to something he once used to enjoy now if you feel you cannot function without it this is the galute podcast and i'm your host michael david hey guys welcome back to another episode and today we'll be starting a series about um addiction But first, I want to thank everyone that went to check the last episode and everyone that downloaded. Thank you all. But today, we started a very new episode. Very, very interesting. And I had to get guests. Today, we'll be talking about addiction. Because I've not been a victim of every single addiction treat, I had to get guests that have been victims of this thing for a long period of time and they might actually surprise you you see because of the judgment on victims of addiction most people have really refused to come out and share what they are battling with you know people are like "Ah, what's wrong with you, can't you control yourself can't you control yourself, at least can't you think and the thing is at that point where the urge is to do whatever you have been you have been addicted to you, just stop thinking either as if your voice is on your thoughts, your uh, like rational thoughts is on low volume, so you stop thinking. And I understood that because I have been a victim of an addiction before. So, this episode I called out people from Twitter and other sites, and I was like, Guys, I know you guys have been victims of this and this, so I want you guys to come on my podcast. And tell my listeners how it feels. It's not just being addicted. You see, addiction is not the problem. It is the recovery process. That's what I want to talk about. And at that point, you say no. I no longer want to be addicted to this. You now begin to fight a daily battle. You begin to fight that urge. So, um, I would first start with... i first start with my story of addiction. But before that... I have this I have this thought that all addiction in a way in quotes, in a way are the same in the sense that I feel I feel it's almost the the mental fight towards ending an addiction is almost the same thing it's almost the same thing I talked to someone that's been a victim of smoking has been a victim of an addict a former smoker and I spoke to someone that has been an addict, a Pepsi addict, if you know what Pepsi is, Pepsi is the subject and while both of them told me how they fought it separately, I found out that there were similarities between the both of them, how this guy had to avoid triggers, how this guy had to talk to himself and how this guy had to fight to stop it So, and I noticed that if I can get these people to talk about what happens when they start fighting this stuff at that point you say no and you begin to fight it what happens next you know I feel it's a daily battle I feel it it is every time the urge comes you have to fight it what do you tell yourself how do you go on because at some point you're like no I don't think I can continue I can continue fighting this thing at some point people just feel like losers the reason why a lot of people are still in it because they feel it has won me over and there was a stat that says about 80 to 85 percent of people that are smokers have thought of quitting but after that after that thought it's what follows next that fight it's not easy it is like a set of rules and today we'll be interviewing people that have had similar experiences that have had to fight different things but for this edition or for this episode for the whole series it's going to be between smoking and hard drugs so i've got people from all over the world come and share their experiences today we'll be interviewing someone from my country here and i hope you guys enjoy it Hello and welcome. So, today we have Mr. Siphon Bassi, a computer scientist and a farmer. Hello, Mr. Siphon. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm good. What's up now? Okay, very well.
0: So, you agreed to share your experience about um, dropping smoking. So, I would first like to ask you for how long. Have you been smoking?
1: Um. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, well, I started smoking in uh, the year 2012. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I I was an active smoker till like um, September 14th, 2017. So let's say from two thousand and twelve to two thousand I was an active smoker. And when I mean active smoker, like I was smoking every day, like every single day. Like from marijuana to cigarettes, you know. So I was pretty much, you know, smoking every day for for like uh for the space of twenty twelve to Twenty seventeen, which, which oh, about is about roughly
0: five years, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Oh wow! So um, can you explain how how did this start? How did the whole smoking? How did this start?
1: Well, well, I I, I would say, I I wouldn't really say peer pressure. Well, what I would say, I would say, it's like uh something I, I, I had always wanted to do before I got into the university. Okay, so when I got into university and I, I saw an opportunity to do it, I actually started doing it and I liked it. So that was, uh, it's not really like I was, uh, I was stressed in a way. I just wanted to do it and I did it and I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed the feeling it gave me especially when I'm smoking marijuana, that's weed, you know? So that's just how I started it and I actually liked it. And I had like a group of friends where, you know, from time to time we would sit down and smoke and, you know, talk and all that. So that was just basically it.
0: So if, if you enjoyed it this much, why did you stop? At what point did you feel like, this is not for me? At what point was it like, I don't think this is the way to go? <laughs> well, um, I would
1: say I decided to stop when I had to move from Lagos to acquire Bomb. Yeah, I decided to stop because I, I, there was a lot of things that were actually... Disturbing me then, uh, both uh, mentally and uh, health-wise as well. So I I think for the good of my health, I just decided to just quit it. It wasn't easy because when you go from smoking weed for better part of five years and uh, you just decide to just quit like that, it's it's not actually easy. But you... You just, you know, you just decide to, to just hang up your boots. So, so that was it. That was it. I just decided to just stop it for health reasons and for, you know, other, other choices which are a bit personal
0: to me. Okay, okay. But before we, before I go into why you stopped, um, how it was, I wanted to ask. You know, I have, I have asked a lot of my friends, why do you smoke? And the response they give me is that's how they can deal with the stress or pressure. Yeah. yeah. So, when you stop smoking, how do you now deal with the stress and pressure?
1: Well, uh, there is this uh, popular saying, as, as a man, if you are not smoking, then you are drinking. And if you are not drinking, then you are humanizing. I, I I find that statement quite funny because you know there's a, okay. There's always so there's another saying as well that when you leave uh, when you leave one addiction for another, when you leave one addiction, you usually get addicted to something else. You understand? You just you basically keep trading addiction for something else like that, like that. So I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess uh, I just decided to be more addicted to, to my work, to making money, to building positive relationships. So I guess that's how I, I dealt with that. And, well, your friends are not actually lying to you because smoking does help relieve stress. The If it is the THC in marijuana or if it is the nicotine in cigarettes, you know, it it really does help you deal with stress, but there are other stress relievers. Like me, when I actually stopped smoking, I took up playing snooker. You know the game now, sn- snooker.
0: Yeah, sure, I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I took I took I I started playing snooker. So anytime I feel like I need to decompress, you know, I just go to the snooker place and I just play a few rounds and I feel okay. So that was just it.
0: Okay, so now let's go into the um would I call it withdrawal method, the point where you stopped.
1: Yeah. The,
0: I used to hear that during this point, it's definitely I think during the first one or two weeks is definitely the hardest point of this time. Did you also experience yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Everybody does. Everybody does
1: because it's it's just biology. You understand? When your body is used to a certain you know, certain anti uh, certain drug or certain way of feeling high. You know, when you re- when you decide to stop it, your body keeps reminding you, like a prompt to to go back to it. It was hard, like I said, it was really really hard in the first stages. But one thing I am I am lucky as a person is that I I rarely get so attached to things. Like if maybe um. Okay, like maybe I was a smoker. Then I just, if I say I don't want to do it anymore, I just tend to condition my body not to to do that anymore. If I say I want to to stop it, I don't, I don't, I don't think about it too much. So I guess that was why it was easy for me to the withdraw. The withdrawal symptoms were not that as hard. Like, and also it. It also ha- has has uh, has to do with the the class of drugs that you are taking. Like for drugs like nicotine and marijuana, it's quite easy for you to to take yourself out of that space. But for drugs like uh, crack, or co- cocaine, and meth, and all those ones, it is always hard for you because your brain centers they tend to to register. The pleasure you get from those drugs, and they, they tend to always need it, because you know that basically when you are taking all these things, it's just to pleasure your brain centers so yeah, sure. when yeah, so when you when you leave those hard ones, they tend to always tell you, "Come back, come get it, come get it." but I think i I was fortunate not to to cross over to that line, so it was easy for me to leave, but it's not the same for others. For others that have been smoking for quite a number of years, they always feel the withdrawal syndrome, the symptoms. That's why they always use uh, some people, some people leave it step by step, you know. They just like this. Is a, I was reading some number of articles then when I decided to make the decision. So some were saying if you don't want to stop it immediately, you can just from smoking in a pack a day, you can go to smoking you know, half a pack a day, then you reduce to five, then you reduce to two, then you reduce to one, and eventually you 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 cut yourself out of it, you know. But um I, I, I did not go down that path. I just decided to just end it. And that was it. For some people that are going through withdrawal syn- uh syn- symptoms or syndrome, they they can also always choose to use like a nicotine patch or the nicotine gums, you know. Doesn't really give them that effect, and also smoking in itself sometimes is not really about the pleasure that you get. It's really just about you just puffing in smoke and blowing it out. So those are the things that I dealt with. But I was able to condition myself mentally and physically to, you know, to get off that train. And I also used. Um, the other distractions, like uh, snooker, I did womanize a bit, you know, but I'm a changed man now. So that was mm-hmm. it.
0: I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> so you say, so what you what you explained earlier now, you said you were trying to point out willpower. That yeah. is just a great instrument for you, a great weapon while you yeah. fight this yes yes but like just like me let me give you an instance of something if yeah. if i plan to quit something or if i'm in the process of doing something i always like to remind myself before ever i'm back in it i always like to remind myself this is what i am doing this is the reason why i'm doing this yeah so every time i want to quit i'll go back and i'll say okay this is the reason why i'm doing this
1: yeah
0: so the- times when you were going through these withdrawal symptoms, did you have any fallback thoughts that was like the reason why I'm the reason why I would endure these symptoms is because of this and this
1: or you well, just said
0: like-
1: uh, well uh, for the thoughts well uh, I would not really say I had like a, like a fallback thought then but now I have you know, I'm dating a wonderful, beautiful woman that doesn't like smoking. So, Ooh. Ooh. I, yeah, when I get those thoughts and all those things, I I'll just think, ah, she does not like this. or she does not like this. So, I just, you know, just wipe it out of my head. But it's also it's always good for if for for people that are planning to quit something to always have like a fallback, you know, thought. So just—it was just like me thinking, like I think I have to stop this, and it's not really—it it didn't really make, wasn't really productive to me at that point. So, so I guess that was the reason why I just—I just left it.
0: So, what would be your advice to somebody struggling with that stick? Because I—I I have friends and I know how they feel. I know how they. You know, you know. One thing is the reason why I came up with this topic is because it is something that affects a lot of people, but you yeah. can't still look out for help because of judgment. Yeah. So, what would you? What would be your advice to somebody that is struggling with this now? Because definitely a lot of people are struggling with dropping at this point, probably. Yeah. Due to pressure and the rest. What would be your advice yeah. to? You? Well,
1: my advice would be. Okay, my advice is would be... The first one I would say is don't judge yourself, right? Some people tend to yeah. judge themselves. Like, how will I put it now? They tend to to think of themselves as very bad or like a foregone case, like not no redemption at all. So they tend to say, okay, you don't be, don't be. Pardon my pigeon because I grew up in worry. So they say... You don't be, don't be, make with just the, the smoke and they go like that. So that's the first thing. Just decide that you are going to stop it and you you keep going on it. You take it you take it is a day-by-day day thing. Before you know, days turn to weeks and weeks turn to months and months turn to years. So you just keep encouraging yourself. That's the first one. Don't judge yourself. Then encourage yourself personally. And also get an accountability partner, you understand? Someone you can be able to talk to. Because yeah. definitely, definitely the urges will come for you to want to do it. But you can just go to this person, maybe a family member, maybe your girlfriend, maybe your wife, maybe your spire, your cousin, someone that you you hold in high esteem. And you tell him, Look, I want to stop this and I want you to be my accountability partner. So anytime I feel like the urge to smoke or do anything you know i just come to you and i talk to you that's the and the third one is you should avoid triggers that will want you to smoke like i had to like cut off a few of my friends for for that period for the first one year you understand so it just i instead of me not really like cut off or like stop talking to them but I know that if they invite me to a place, smoking will be on the agenda and I may not be able to resist it. So I just tend to tell them, okay, I'm not available. Let's meet somewhere else where I know that smoking will not be on the table. You understand? Mm-hmm. So you should avoid these, the triggers and avoid situations where you would find yourself. And for the stress part of it, you should try and get another addiction, a positive one, Maybe writing, maybe making a podcast like you're doing, or maybe playing sports or exercising, or you know just find something that will take your mind of it off it when you are you know in the in the mood to to smoke or to light up cigarettes or to light up weed that's it
0: okay, Mr. Basi, thank you very much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate you. Come to share your thoughts because I know there are a lot of people yeah. listening to this that are going to be battling with the same thing. So I really, yeah, able to come out from this with your you know, experience. I, Thank well, you.
1: I just, I just have to encourage them, I just say, well, just take it one step at a time. Even if you, even if you fail, even if you fall back, you know, maybe one day you light up a cigarette if you don't take it, just. You know, just thinking that failure is part of success. You know, you just you you just beat yourself about it for a bit, then you you continue your journey.
0: So, um, just before we just before I close, I have one question. I forgot to ask you. While while trying to withdraw, were there any times at which you failed at doing so? Or you? Mm,
1: Not really. Not really. No, I won't say I failed. So you were good at your phone. I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah. I was actually very good at it because, you know, I when I like one of the things that really helped me was my change of location. Oh. Because when I moved from La- when I moved from worry to Lagos, I was still with the same group. You understand? Then when I came back to uyo I was on my own, so I was able to focus on my journey. If I was in I know many times I wanted to stop when I was in Lagos, but I couldn't because, you know, the environment where you are, you know, you have to always be on it. And I was working like a very, very high-stress job then, so I, I always had to, you know, try and de- decompress. So there were times where, when I thought about it, and what helped me was my snooker. Anytime I thought about smoking, I would just, you know, go out, play a few rounds, and come home and sleep. And that was how the all just
0: slept. Okay, Mr. Bassi, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So, see you another time. Alright, thank- So, um, So, we've come to the end of an episode. I hope you do enjoy it. Please don't forget to subscribe and download. Thank you. I'll see you this time next week. When I drop the remaining episodes of this same series, I still remain your host, Michael David.